Aloha, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, amigos and amigas. Welcome into another edition of this fun, stupid show that we call the Sailor Football Podcast. Today we're going to discuss some preseason awards that I've handpicked. Yeah, and then we are also going to talk about a couple games on the week one slate that we are going to watch and enjoy with our eyes because week one is almost here. It is 11, no, not 11 days away. It's eight days away, uh, six days away from kickoff, eight days away from the first NFL Sunday that we all know and love where we can just sit on our couch, smash those Doritos and look at our phones and our TVs the whole day and not do anything productive because we've earned it. And I am so excited for that. But first, we must get to the awards. So let's get to the awards. Awards, 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 awards. So we're going to do the 2021 preseason awards for fantasy football and starting off the fantasy mvp the mvp of the entire fantasy football league and you know i could just say yeah christian mccaffrey but what fun is that that's not fun i I mean we obviously all know that christian mccaffrey is going to absolutely ball out if he's healthy this year but i want someone a little different his adp is currently 19 and he's a wide receiver can you guess all right three two, one. All right. That's enough time. Uh, so I went with DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf, I feel is just so good in every single area. He's about six, eight, two eighty of absolute pure muscle and pure beast. Um, Russell Wilson fell off a bit last year and I feel that Metcalf suffered a little bit, but I don't think that that's the case this year. I feel that DK is going to take another step forward. He's only 23 years old right now, and he's not even close to his prime. And if he was able to do what he did the last few seasons, especially last year at this age, I can't even imagine what DK Metcalf is going to look like at 26, 27. I feel bad for all the opposing cornerbacks that have to guard him. (laughs) He is literally Julio. He is Megatron. He is just the real deal. And to pick a fantasy MVP as a wide receiver is a bit contrarian because we know that in most PPR leagues, running backs fly off the board more than receivers do. You know, receiver is so deep this year. But I really feel that DK Metcalf is going to have a super special season with Russell Wilson at the helm. So my 2021 fantasy MVP is going to be DK Metcalf. I expect that he finishes as the wide receiver one. And this is not an opinion that I've held up until recently where I really just started to dig into his film and just watch him play football. He is just so special. So yeah, DK Metcalf, the fantasy MVP. Next up, I wish I had some sound drops. I think I should download some, but we don't have that right now. The steal of the season, the steal of the season, current ADP of 94, Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, that offense has so many weapons, so many receivers, probably the best receiving core in the NFL for my money. There's quite a few, but I don't think that anyone has the talent level of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and what they all do well. Godwin plays really well out of the slot. Mike Evans is one of the best red zone threats in the league at the receiver position. And Antonio Brown, while he is not prime Antonio Brown, you know, Hall of Famer Antonio Brown anymore. He's still got it. He's still really good. You know, when they brought him in, 
week nine or week 10 last year. I can't remember when it was. And there were plenty of questions on whether he still could play. He ended up not being too far off from the numbers that uh, Evans and Godwin had throughout that season. You know, he was not like the third fiddle. He was right there with those two. And that was joining during week 10 without an offseason and without really building any true chemistry with Tom Brady. I know that they played in New England for a bit, but now he has the whole offseason to train, the whole offseason to be in the offense, just won a Super Bowl, and he's going in the 10th round, the middle of the 10th round. I think that we're going to look back on Antonio Brown at ADP 94 and think what in the world were we thinking. Draft Antonio Brown wherever you can. All right, next up, the most likely to outperform ADP award, another receiver. We are just chalk full of receivers here on all these awards, ladies and gentlemen. I went with Keenan Allen at the ADP of 27 currently. If anyone had Keenan Allen last year, if you owned him, you know that it ended pretty rough. It ended borderline brutal. I know that in my big home league, I owned him, and um, I remember the fantasy football playoffs when they had the Thursday night game against the Raiders and Allen was questionable all week. It was leaning like he wasn't going to play. He was dealing with the hamstring injury and he came out to the camera before the game and said, don't sit me for the fantasy players. And, um, I didn't, (laughs) I had the Justin Herbert Keenan Allen stack and, uh, Keenan Allen, I believe got my fantasy team one catch for 15 yards. Didn't play too many games. I've actually had a hamstring injury before and they are not fun to deal with. So I can't fault him for that. Obviously he's an NFL player. He's a great player. Um, so I think that the bitterness of the people who had Keenan Allen on their teams last year, definitely it it left a sour taste in their mouth, but we have to remember that before that in standard PPR leagues or in standard leagues, he was a top five wide receiver. He was producing every single week. He caught a touchdown it felt like every single game and him and Justin Herbert, he, Justin Herbert just absolutely locked into Keenan Allen during the season last year. And I think that that continues the late third round for Keenan Allen. I, I think that he finishes as a top five receiver. I, he, he is the best route runner in the game and him and Justin Herbert have something brewing really special there. I, I, I really like Keenan Allen this year at his current ADP. All right. The most overdrafted at their current ADP. C.D. Lamb, 32 overall. I like C.D. Lamb. I don't love him. But the receiver that outperformed him in almost every single statistical category last year is still on the roster in Amari Cooper, and he's going about seven or eight picks later. C.D.'s good. He showed flashes of really good borderline great last year, but we are buying him as if he's going to break out like that. Okay? He's going around guys like Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, ahead of some of those guys in home league drafts. And if you're paying that price for a guy who's never done it, you're paying the price. You're buying him at a ceiling. You're buying him to be Allen Robinson when you can just have Allen Robinson. You're buying him to be Keenan Allen when you can just have Keenan Allen at that price. Not saying CeeDee Lamb's a bad player, but I would prefer him in the fourth or the fifth round for sure. I could see a route where he does break out, but I don't feel that Dak Prescott's numbers, 
that were super duper inflated last year by a bad defense and having to play catch up all the time are going to be there necessarily. And CD really thrived off of that when Prescott was doing his stat padford impression, his best stat padford impression when he went full Bortles and, you know, the year that the Jaguars were really good and, you know, the year that the Jaguars were bad in 2015 and Blake Bortles just had to play catch up the whole time and he ended up finishing as a top five fantasy quarterback. It was very similar to that last year because the Cowboys defense was one of the worst the NFL had ever seen in history in the history of the game they were one of the worst defenses in the league and i just don't see cd lamb returning value in the early fourth round i would much rather take established low-end wide receiver one high-end wide receiver twos at that current price for my money all right the biggest breakout the biggest breakout award for the 2021 fantasy football season is another wide receiver you guessed it can you guess who it is Probably not now because there's like a million wide receivers in the world. So uh, Deontay Johnson, ADP currently 50, had a serious case of the dropsies last year. There's a lot of things that factor in to Deontay Johnson breaking out, of course, that don't even have to do with Deontay Johnson. That O-line from what we saw last year is not good. And the Steelers did not do a ton to repair it. They cut Alejandro Villanueva, they signed Trey Turner, whoop-de-freaking-do. I think that the O-line is a question, question mark, Um, and Big Ben's elbow, I mean, we don't know, you know, obviously all the beat reporters are very glowing about Big Ben's elbow and like how great it looks right now, but I mean, we have to see it first, but I've seen it from Deontay Johnson, the football player, Uh, his route running is exceptional. And he's a year older, another year in the league, another year in the system. Not a household name yet, but that is why he is, of course, a breakout. I think that come next season, there's a huge chance that he's going in the middle of the third, early third, late second round. I really think that Deontay Johnson is that good of a player. But he needs to catch the football. Those drops were pretty horrid. Last year, a lot of them just went right through his hands, and that just cannot happen. It simply cannot happen if Deontay Johnson is expected to take that next step forward, which I truly do believe that he is going to. All right, the coach most likely to be canned. And there were a lot of different options for this one. Uh, Zach Taylor seems to be the pretty popular pick, but the Bengals owners are cheap super cheap they've always been cheap like that and i don't think that they're going to fire a coach who is on a contract like that right now um so i'm not going to go with zach taylor i'm going to go with matt Nagy. i'm going to go with matt Nagy, the guy who was who probably should have been fired last year but was able to handpick the quarterback of the future for the bears even though he probably won't be there i mean unless justin fields comes out and has an offensive rookie of the year type season and the bears go you know, into the divisional round of the playoffs. You know, we have we know that they have that defense to do that, but I don't think that that happens, especially if you are going to start Andy Dalton week one. I mean, how confident are you that you have your job, Matt Nagy, that you're going to start Andy Dalton over Justin freaking Fields week one? Reality check, man. <laughs> what are you doing? I think that Matt Nagy, you know, I, no one loves to like 
preach that someone's going to be fired, but I think that Matt Nagy is the first to go in the NFL this season. All right, the fantasy LVP, the least valuable player. I tried to pick a player that was going in the top four, top five rounds, because if I'm going to pick a least valuable player in the eighth round, it's like those are pretty much dart throws anyways uh, at that point. So I went with Miles Sanders, current ADP of 39. I am not touching any Miles Sanders this year. It seemed that at the start of the summer, he was going in the mid-third round. Now he's going late fourth, and rightfully so. A lot of reports out of trading camp about Kenneth Gainwell, Boston Scott, and while those don't scare me as much as the O-line does, and as much as the fact that the Eagles got a whole new regime, whole new coaching staff, there's no ties to Miles Sanders. No one drafted Miles Sanders, and I have major concerns about Jalen Hurts throwing the football. Nothing got really better in the Eagles, on the Eagles this year. Um, I don't expect them to be very good. I expect them to finish fourth in the division, and a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times that running backs are on bad teams, they can suffer fantasy-wise. Of course, it doesn't always happen like that, but... If he's going to be splitting touches on a four or five win Eagles team, I am out on that one. I would rather get a better running back for my money. So my fantasy LVP least valuable player for 2021 is Miles Sanders himself. Week one slate coming at you. Four games to watch. Dolphins, Patriots, Patriots currently minus two and a half. We know that Mac Jones is starting. We get to see the the new era in New England, so to speak. No disrespect to Cam Newton, but we knew all along that he was not the long-term answer. Brian Flores gets to dial up that top-five Dolphins defense against a rookie quarterback. I like the Dolphins to cover the two-and-a-half spread all day long. I am a Dolphins fan. I am biased, and I don't like the Patriots. That is obvious, but I really do think that the Dolphins win week one. I think that people are underestimating the step that Tua takes forward. Um, a lot of Tua doubters out there, and I would be lying to you if I told you that. I don't have my doubts myself, but um, I really feel that the Dolphins are going to cover and win that game. But it will be interesting because the Patriots are going to be better than last year. Their defense for sure gets better. Uh, their skill players, I think, are still really bad. Um, Damian Harris is very okay. Ramondre Stevenson is good, but he's a rookie, and Nelson Aguilar is a one-trick pony who was paid like a wide receiver too this year. But I digress. I believe that it's going to be a good game, but I really do like the Dolphins to cover that two and a half. It's going to be interesting to see Mac Jones versus Tua, the two Alabama quarterback prospects. Remember back in the day when people said that Alabama doesn't produce any quarterbacks, any good quarterbacks? Well, that narrative is no longer a thing. So we get to see the last two prodigies of the Alabama football system face off in week one at the next level. Going to be pretty fun. Next game that I'm watching is Steelers-Bills. Bills minus six and a half currently at the spread. It's Steelers at Bills. I'm watching the Steelers O-line. I'm watching Najee Harris. I'm watching the Steelers skills players. I'm watching Big Ben's elbow. I'm watching Josh Allen. I'm watching Stefan Diggs. I am not watching the Bills running game, and you should not either. <laughs> um, but I want to see if Josh Allen is a candidate for regression or if he still balls out. I I don't think that Josh Allen is going to have quite the year that he had last year with a year 
where defensive coordinators get to study up a bit. Um, but really, the Steelers side of the ball is the one that I want to watch. I want to watch Najee Harris, how he plays. I have him in a lot of leagues that I'm in. And I want to see how Big Ben's arm performs as well as that O-line that is oh so leaky and questionable. Bills minus six and a half. Mm, that line seems right to me. But week one can always be fluky. I'm going to have the Steelers cover that six and a half spread. Chiefs-Browns, a rematch of the divisional playoffs last year where the Browns almost pulled it. Chiefs minus six. I like the Chiefs to cover that all day long. But I do feel that the Browns are going to be good this year, and I will talk about that in just a few minutes. But um, two of the most high-powered offenses in the game currently going at it. There are stars everywhere in this game. Odell, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, Patty Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards, Eli, Tyreek Hill. I mean, it is offensive galore. Whatever the heck the over is, if it's 70, I'm, I'm taking the over. Um, Chiefs minus six, I think that they do cover uh, that six-point spread. But that's another game that I am watching. And then the final one is Packers-Saints. What is Jameis Winston going to look like? What is the poster breeze era in New Orleans going to look like? And no Michael Thomas is just a little bit weird, as well as no Drew Breeze, no matter how you slice it to me. Packers minus four currently. Packers minus four all day long. I mean, I, I, I don't think that the Saints are going to be nearly the force that they've been in years past. I feel that they have just lost too much, and they have taken a step back. I don't think that the Saints make the playoffs this year, and I think that the Packers are going to be a top three seed in the NFC. That line is definitely based on people thinking that the Saints are going to be the Saints of the last few years. They are not. I like the Packers to cover that four-point spread all day long, and Aaron Rodgers to absolutely ball out in the Superdome. And finally, my updated Super Bowl prediction. I went something different, you know, Everyone can say Buccaneers, Chiefs. I don't want to do that. I'd rather, I'd rather say something other than Buccaneers, Chiefs. Rams over Browns. The Browns. Okay, that is a bit out of left field. Obviously, we know how stacked the AFC is with the Ravens, Bills, Steelers, Dolphins, Chiefs, of course, uh, and many others. You know, the Titans are always good. But I feel that the Browns could take another step forward this year. They could take a step all the way forward. We know how good that offensive line is. Those skills players are, and that defense is no joke either. There are so many good teams in the AFC, but you never know. You know, if the bracket falls where the Ravens and Bills or Chiefs are all on the same side or, or something fluky happens where it's 3-1 and one, um, or 2-2 two and two where, you know, maybe the Bills and the Chiefs are on the same side and someone is able to pick off Kansas City before they get to the Browns, I would not put it past the Cleveland Browns to make the Super Bowl. However, I think the Rams win the Super Bowl this year. That has been my call since the preseason. Matt Stafford, I feel, puts them over the edge. People don't know how bad Jared Goff was. People don't know how good Matt Stafford really is. So, yeah, I have the Rams over the Browns in the Super Bowl, the early Super Bowl prediction, because why the heck not on this fun, stupid, amazing, awesome show that we do. And that is going to do it for another episode today. I thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys in the next show. Stay safe, stay healthy, and NFL football is right around the corner. Baby, see you guys later.